This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is a visit with Eric Heft and Ryan Harklaw as we preview Saturday's season opener versus Southeast Missouri State. So many exciting young players will make their first career starts on Saturday, including quarterback Hunter Deckers. We hope you'll enjoy this preview with our Cyclone Radio Network broadcast team. Well, guys, as we uh, look at this first game and the opponent is SEMO, a team picked second in the Ohio Valley Conference, and a team that ran the football really well a year ago. They had uh, 195 rushing yards a game. They went for 294 against Missouri. And the really good running back in Chino Hess. So run first offense, but a new quarterback who seemed to have some pretty good numbers at his last college. What do you kind of expect from Iowa State defensively? What's the priority for Iowa State defensively in week one? I think it's about us. I think it's we. this week one has to be about us and about how we play our defense and how we play our, our team defense. And and you look at the passing of the torch, we've talked about it in the back in the, in the past, like Alan Lazard passed it on to David Montgomery's group and David Montgomery's group has passed it on to Brock Purdy and, and to Brees and to Jake and to Mike and to Charlie. That group now is passing it on to this generation of leaders, you know, the Orion Vances, who's going to be the leader of that defense and Isaiah Lee. So in my opinion, when we come into week one, this is all about us. It's all about our program and passing of the torch and the expectations at the level you need to play the game at. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing that on, on week one. But again, we know what they're going to show. We've seen it on film. We've seen it in the past. It's an RPO style option uh, of, of run game. But it, again, it's about us and the team and the intensity of the way we play the game. Uh, John Haycock, even if you're playing, uh, you know, in, any kind of offense, whether it's air raid, whatever, stopping the run is always the first priority. And it's going to be the first priority come Saturday. I don't think there's any getting around that. But Ryan, as you mentioned, the leadership that's been passed down, you mentioned Isaiah Lee, each level of the defense has real veteran leadership presence, whether it's Orion, Anthony Johnson at the back end. There's a great leader, I think, at every level. I think that's really going really to carry over big time this year. Something that Hark mentioned in our last sidecast was setting the edge. And that responsibility this year falls probably to J.R. Singleton and others as well. But certainly J.R. is the guy that's going to try to fill any Uwazirike's shoes. My analogy would be, I kind of consider myself the any Uwazirike of lawn mowing. The first thing I do is get the edge determined, you know, and then I mow the interior of the lawn. But if you don't set that edge, it's just a mess. So... Can J.R. Singleton take any Uwazirike's place and, and really set that edge for the Cyclone defense? So I'll speak to that. Obviously, when you look at what's going on, on the outside, you, any Uwazirike is an NFL lineman, you know, and, and while I love the depth of our defensive line room, you can't easily just walk a, a, the next player in and say, okay, this is another fourth-round draft pick. The good news is, is that when you talk about the edge, John, is what's important is J.R. Singleton is a big – Person. He can play on the inside as well, so at the nose spot. I think that he can set the edge extremely well, and I think it's going to be a big part against the run. The thing that was special about any last year that I think that is going to play well for him in the NFL is his ability to pass rush once there was no run, play action. If you remember, he was able to get a lot of pressures on the quarterback and push him into will, and that's the thing that we got to measure from JR. So the good news is I believe we're going to have a really strong edge with JR or Tyler and Yedem or whoever they put on that edge at any point. 
the key to that group is to see once they go play action pass, can we get pressure from that position as well? And that's where any was so effective is he was strong on the, on the run and not setting that edge, but he also was able to transition that pass game really well. I think that's a great point. You're talking about the importance of what any was for Iowa State a year ago. I mean, he, he was he was so incredible, had a great – had a really good career, but really blossomed the last couple of years in particular. And, and I, I think it's going to be, you know, maybe some uh, pass rush is going to have to come from somewhere else because I don't think you can expect Jr. to be that guy right away. But you mentioned Tyler Onyetam, and I think he's the guy that might be able to really bring that pressure. You started to touch on it, Hark, about the – ability to get some pressure with a three-man rush. If Iowa State's able to get SEMO in some passing situations, who are the three guys that, that, that should be out there to try to get the best pass rush possible on the quarterback at that point? Uh, Will McDonald. Uh, Will McDonald and uh, Will McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Could we do that? We are the clones. <laughs> uh, you know what? When you, that's, that's a great question. I'm, uh, here's the thing that you, you got to look with Will. He is special. He takes up two blockers for sure. If they're not going to put two on him, game over. The, the two people cannot block him. I think that the other guy that you're going to see a lot of time on when we've seen in scrimmages is MJ Anderson, the transfer from Minnesota. I think you'll see him on pla- a lot of pass rushing opportunities. Blake Peterson is going to be another kid that you're going to see out there a lot of time on pass rushing downs. Yeah. Um, so when you see third and long, I wouldn't be surprised to see Blake, MJ Anderson, and Will McDonald on the field at the same time, which is real three really good rush options for us. With Blake being so stout, he can play from the inside to cover the, the draws and inside runs if you do like a third and 12. But we, we have some guys that can go get after the quarterback. But, uh, yeah, Will McDonald's the key there. He is simply unblockable one-on-one. And watching this camp, he is, it's no different coming into this year. He has not regressed at all. His, his speed and his ability is just it is outstanding. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do on, on Saturday in those third longs as well. Absolutely. And I think John Haycox will be looking forward to seeing, you know, what kind of pass rush you can get from the three-man front. And then he has to be able to and, and will make the adjustments he has to to bring additional pressure when he needs to. We saw Mike Rose mm-hmm. rushing a lot last year. We had Jake Hummel at times as well. So uh, the adjustments are going to come, but I think it's going to be a, kind of a finding out a little bit, find out a little bit more about who's going to be able to do what come Saturday. Yeah, that will be interesting to see how much they blitz too because uh, it feels like to me, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, if you went back and looked statistically, maybe I'm wrong on this, but it feels like to me that as seasons go on, you get deeper into the season, John Haycock's willing to blitz a little bit more than he maybe is early in the season and maybe just try to get some stuff established early. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which guys get sent. You know, do you bring bring, uh, one of those corners on a corner blitz that Anthony Johnson was so good at? Do you bring Bo Freeler from from the middle safety spot? Do you you bring uh, Orion Vance again like he did often last year? Uh, What do you guys think? When they send maybe four or five in those situations, who are those extra one or two that they send? Colby Reader is a great option. He is big. He is fast. He is uh, um, really athletic as well. I think he's probably a late round draft pick already. You know, it depends on the season goes. Like you look at his ability and what he's done in the past at Delaware, he's, he's going to be vying for a spot in that draft. And I think that you'll see him on a lot of pressures. I really mean this when you see him on Saturday. If you squint hard enough, you think it's Mike Rose. He just needs to grow his hair out a little longer. But <laughs> you, you'll see a lot of similarities with Colby Reader and Mike Rose. So I think he is the one. If we're going to send an extra guy, he's big enough to get in there and make some things happen, and he's quick enough and athletic enough as well. So 
And my, I think that's where it's going to come from, is from the outside, from the strong side linebacker spot. We really have a lot of faith right now. It's going to have to be borne out in game action. But we have a lot of faith in the secondary and how good these guys are. Corners may be as good. And safeties, you know, a little bit of inexperience there, but I think talent is great. I think how much they blitz will be in part dependent upon how much confidence they have is borne out in game situations by the secondary. If they can do the job, then you, you can afford to bring an extra guy. Like a Bo Freeler. You know, you think of that, Eric. It's a great call out, Eric. And Bo has a lot of run responsibilities in this defense. That's a great call out. He, if, if we feel really comfortable one on one and you don't want that extra safety over the top, you know, instead of like a cover three dropping it with maybe a cover one or cover two, you can send Bo and Bo's so big and fast. He can get there as well. So, that's an excellent call out, Eric. I think you're right. You, you, you will see him put pressure on throughout the year like they did with Hashim Young earlier in this season. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Well, guys, let's shift over to the offense for a minute. You know, it's the first time since Steel Jantz in 2011 that uh, an Iowa State quarterback is making his first start in a season opener. Hunter Deckers gets that responsibility. I would say this, whether it was Hunter's first start or not, typically to me, it seems like Iowa State with Tom Manning, they're going to keep things pretty simple in week one. And I don't mean that has having anything to do with Iowa. But I think what they do is say, hey, let's do something well before we move on to the next thing. It always feels like that's kind of the approach with the offense. Do you, do you anticipate Iowa State not, not being vanilla, but just trying to get certain plays that they are going to count on to be the kind of their go-to plays, get those established here in the opener. Yeah, I see this every year. Where everyone's, hey, we're not going to show something. We've been playing football football for over 100 years. There's only so many plays out there. And right. you're not, by the way, you're not going to trick Iowa. So I don't care what play you've got in there. They play you know, sound fundamental defense. Whatever we show, it doesn't matter. They're going to be where they're supposed to be. That's not how you beat them anyway. So you're completely right. We're going to run what we run. They know that we're going to run the, you know, an RPO option out there with Hunter. They're going to, what they're going to see, you know, the future opponents, whether it's Ohio, Iowa, Baylor, whoever's going to see it, is his arm strength. And I think the number one thing that's going to pop off the, the chart, and you don't hide this off of it, you can't hide this in any play calling, he can throw a ball down the field extremely accurately and so i think that's what what comes off is yeah the play calling is it is what it is i don't think anyone's trying to hide anything i think you're just trying to get in the flow of a, of an of a game and then you're trying to fill your team out as well in the first couple of games is what can they handle how do i sustain a drive and uh but as for you know what what do we play and what what plays do we call you know, you might have a few trick plays up your sleeve and you're probably not dropping those week one but for the most part, I think the offense will open up really relatively quickly with Hunter back there because he does have so much experience with that offense. Well, he has a lot of experience, or some experience anyway, but it's a little different you know, when you're that starter in game one. Hopefully the, the nerves won't be a big factor. He's such a confident guy. I don't expect that's going to be a problem. But once again, the first game is going to be about getting comfortable with the offensive line, getting comfortable with the receivers in game situations. And as long as he can perform well there, I, I think the, the playbook will be you know, somewhat vanilla, but at the same time, it'll be what Iowa State does. I mean, they want to run the football and they want to you know, use some play action. And, and those types of things are, are exactly what's going to happen on Saturday. And hopefully it'll be successful. And I expect that it will. Eric, if Iowa State, you know, obviously the, the, the best friend for Hunter Deckers is going to be a good running game. 
if Iowa State does struggle to run the ball, particularly on first and second down, that's a red flag. I mean, I, I think there's four guys we're all excited about in that backfield, but, you know, there's so many un, unknowns with the running game this year. You don't have Brees all. You have a different offensive line. But can Iowa State establish that run game? Boy, if they can, it's super exciting. But if they can't, uh, it, you know, it, it, it might be a red flag. Well, it, it could be, you know, at the same time, we've seen early game struggles, uh, early season struggles running the football in the past, especially early in the game. And, you know, I, I don't know that I would put too much in that. I think the offensive line is going to be good enough. I think the running back situation is solid. I don't know. Uh, we'll see if Jirel can do. I know he's had a tremendous, tremendous fall. They're really excited about him, but the other backs as well. I think we're going to be able to run the football, but if they can't, you know, Main thing is you got to find ways to move the football. You got to get first downs. You got to sustain drives, and that'll put a little more pressure on Hunter. But at the same time, we'll see what Simo does. I mean, I assume they're going to try to make Hunter beat them. They're going to try to really stop the run. So if, if you can't, you got to find other ways to move the football. And if you can move the football through the air, a little play action, really good use of the of the wide receivers, that'll open the running game later in, in the ball game. So I'm not too concerned about that. I think they are going to be able to run it because the running back room is really good. Hark, your thoughts on the establishing the run on Saturday? Yeah, it's going to be very vital. And when you come out into week one like this, when you're playing like a team like SEMO, I think this is a player's game and it's back to that culture thing. I think the players need to play this game and own this game. And, and it is their division lower than Iowa state. And, 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 you know, coaches aren't going to say this, but I'm going to tell you as a past player, when you walk into these games, it's your responsibility to flex a little bit and to take games over. And I mean that in the trenches, that's where it should happen the most. We will visibly have a size advantage when we get into that football game. And so what I'm looking for from day one is an attitude. I've said this throughout the preseason. I think Jared Hufford still is the guy that turns it on the offensive line. I'm not saying he's the most talented or he's the best one, but he's a nasty. And if we can get a couple runs behind a couple of those guys and get them with an attitude, let's go. Because I think whenever Tom Manning decides to call in the run game, in this type of game, the players have to dominate that play call. And I think that we have the ability to do that from day one. It's a player's game week one. This is a player's game to show up and show the culture and what they are uh, more than any play call that we put on the field on Saturday. Guys, third down conversions are going to be fascinating, especially, you know, third and three, third and four, third and five. For several years, while well, we, we, we've pretty much known that Charlie Kohler was going to get the ball and make the play in those situations the majority of the time. Do you think that responsibility gets more spread around this year, or do you think a guy develops as maybe that go-to guy like Charlie, on a, a third and four, third and five situation? Well, I think X is the guy for sure. X and Jalen Noel, those are going to be the two guys. They have experience. They have, I think, a, a lot of great communication uh, with Hunter and just the experience that they have. X has proven to be uh, a tremendous third down guy as well. Uh, certainly, we're going to miss Charlie, no question about that. Now, as the season progresses, Will it be Easton Dean or somebody in that tight end group who steps up and can help become that guy? But I think in the beginning, you got to look to X as the number one guy and, and Jalen Noel probably number two. I agree with you 100%, Eric. I think X becomes such a bigger part of this team this year with their passing game. And I think that's a big part of why X coming back. He knew, number one, he knows what Hunter is. You know, you don't come back as a pretty much guaranteed draft pick unless you know exactly what quarterback is going to be throwing you the ball next year to try to move up that draft chart. And I think he's the, the number one guy. I think the, the sleeper possibly, if we in certain, certain situations, when you look at Charlie or the big body, Sean Shaw 
if we can get Sean Shaw one on one with yeah. some people, so people are doubling over the top on X, and you put Sean Shaw off its side and one on one, Sean Shaw is a massive receiver and has almost a tight end body. So he's someone throughout the season I can see us using him in situations like third and seven, third and ten, you know, where it's one on one and they have to put a cornerback one on one on a big body like that. I, I can see us using him throughout the season as well as some kind of possession receiver for us as well. You've heard me talk about Authentic Brand's premium Cyclone apparel, but did you know that Authentic Brand manufactures a full suite of made-to-order company merch with infinite colors and decoration options and detailed trims that make your branding pop? Insist on the Authentic Brand label from your supplier or get connected to one of their authorized project partners. Visit Authentic-Brand.com and search the word project. Again, that's Authentic-Brand.com and search the word project. Guys, another thing I'm really looking forward to kind of evaluating over the course of the season, maybe even more so than just in this opener, is Iowa State's ability to make explosive plays. You mentioned Hark, a stronger arm with Hunter Deckers, more deep throws, more of a possibility. But I think also, and Eric and I have talked about this, I, I don't recall a team at Iowa State that had so many guys that can make you miss after the catch. And I'm talking about the running backs. I'm talking about... Jalen Knoll and Xavier Hutchinson and Dimitri Stanley. I mean, the, the list goes on and on of guys that can turn a, a 10 or 12-yard gain into a 25 or 30-yard gain. Do you think this might be a team that over the course of the season makes a lot of explosive plays with this offense? Looking at this, I think with Dimitri Stanley, Darren Wilson, Eli Sanders, Jalen Knoll, I think when you look at like what you have there for speed down the field, there's multiple people that can take a, uh, the top off a of defense. And, and yes, I'm saying running backs names there. The reason why I say that is because there are wheel routes where you get one-on-one -on -one coverage with a linebacker with our, with our running backs at that speed. And so we, we run out to the sidelines and up the sideline with our running backs. We will throw down the field to these receivers because of their speed, especially when it's man coverage uh, with our linebackers. If they get locked up with a linebacker, it's good night because they are that fast. So, Again, the overall team speed is, is really outstanding right now. And that's what's exciting to see. We will see bigger plays. Last year, the big plays were Brees Hall breaking to the outside and he was gone. These are going to be different type of big plays, but the ability to pop a big play is still on the, on the page for all of us because of the team speed across the board. And I think Eli Sanders, you mentioned him, Hark, but Eli's a guy in the running game too. He's a one-cut guy and he can go. And I think the fact that Iowa State wide receivers really helped Brees a lot last year by blocking. And I, we're going to see some of those little flare passes. Wide receiver does a great job blocking. And the speed of Jalen Knoll, we've seen it earlier this fall, where he can take it all the way. I, I think that could be a really big thing, too. I definitely want to keep an eye on the number of catches for those running backs, the four guys. I, I think we'll see a, a new Matt Campbell era high for receptions by running backs as a unit this season. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. Guys, let's, uh, let's talk about the kicking game. And Chase Gilbert is listed right now as the place kicker and the punter but there's a lot of ors on that depth chart. Uh, and I'm not talking Johnny and Rami or I'm talking the OR. Matt Campbell traditionally really likes to divide up those duties. He likes to have one guy on kickoffs and another guy on field goals and another guy on punts. And very rarely the last season was the exception when Andrew Mevis was just so good at everything that he just kind of took it over. Can Jace Gilbert be that guy that, that handles all those duties? I think so. 
you know, going into the fall, kind of take for granted every year that, hey, kicking's going to be fine. Kicking's going to be fine. Mevis was really terrific last year. But you think, man, could be a true freshman. Well, I've watched the competition, and these guys are pounding it right down the middle from mid-40s and, and beyond. And I I haven't really seen anything that you – know, and, and Jace Gilbert, his seems to hit the middle right down Main Street – every time so i i have a lot of confidence in him they think he's the best punter we'll see if that if that plays out but i think one guy can do it i know he'd probably prefer to maybe have somebody else but at the same time if he's your best guy at all three that's what you do it is and it's going to be a big part of the season you know when you look at special teams and you look at last year what it came down to special teams were a huge part of very close football games and you know, you have a freshman out there, Jace Gilbert. Now he's an outstanding athlete. You're going to see him on Saturday. He he doesn't look like a field goal kicker, and nothing against field goal kickers, but this one looks like an athlete. And so he uh, <laughs> he was the athlete of the year in the state of Oklahoma. He was a shortstop. He played basketball. Like he, if you're the athlete of the year in the state of Oklahoma, you're a pretty good athlete. So it's really interesting to see him back there. He's actually going to look like a defensive back kicking field goals. It just it's it looks odd. But he was. He was drilling them in practice and from day one. It, but here's the thing. It is an adjustment. In high school, you kick off a tee. So when you're kicking extra points and, and field goals throughout high school, there's a tee that the, the, the holder's putting it on. Now you're going off the grass. And so while you've had camp and all preseason to do it, but when the, when the bullets are flying and you got to, you know, hit that shot perfectly and you're used to going off of a tee, it's a little tighter window of, of being accurate. So uh, again, I know Campbell's not in love with playing freshman early. He had to have earned it to have the ability to be the, the number one place kicker because Campbell is not going to go give a freshman the starting job unless they really have proved it. So obviously he's he's earned that right throughout camp. And once the, 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 the bolts are flying, let's see what he can do, you know, but he obviously has earned the right to be the starting place kicker as a freshman. Well, he was the uh quarterback, punter, and place kicker on a 15-0 state championship team in Marlow, Oklahoma. So, yeah, pretty good athlete back there at kicker for Iowa State. Some pretty good athletes in the return game, too, guys, with Jalen Noel with Eli Sanders as good options. I, I, I think uh, Iowa State can really gain some field position out of its special teams this year with its return game. I'll be disappointed if we don't have a return punt for a touchdown or kick for a touchdown this year with Jalen Noel. I'll be very surprised if Jalen Noel's not in the running for the uh, first-team All-Big 12 punt return or kick returner this year I think that he has the speed he has the elusiveness and he has the guts if you will you know he's crazy he'll, he'll take any ball and go with it so I think he has what it takes to be very special back there and so again throughout this season if we don't see multiple uh, punt returns for touchdowns or big time returns I'll be disappointed he has a lot of the J.J. Moses in him elusive quick kind of he's not the biggest guy in the world but when he gets away from me he's gone and so I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do this year because I, I think there's a way we have an opportunity to flip fields on team because of, of him back there as a, as a returner. So Jalen Knoll is going to be a big part of this season, our special team success, if we're going to get that going in the right direction. Totally agree. And I think Jalen is a guy, especially in that punt return game, we haven't had a ton of success or big time plays out of that over the past few years. Another dimension, you know, can really flip a football game, a big punt return, even if it's not for a touchdown, but you get – get it inside your opponent's 30-yard line, whatever. Momentum has switched in a big way, and then you capitalize on that, and, and the game flips. The last thing for you today, guys, and then uh, obviously we'll do this again next week with Iowa, detail. And Matt Campbell says it all the time. Last year's Cyclone team outgained its opponents by 114 yards a game and had a positive turnover margin on the season. And yet 
went two and five in close games. And obviously how they do in close games this year is going to determine what kind of season they have again. And I'm sure Matt will say it throughout the season. It's going to come down to detail. Your thoughts on the little things that Iowa State, you know, has to do well to win those close games. Number one, I think, you know, for game one early in the season, you haven't had a lot of tackling. Are you going to be a good tackling team? I mean, we think this can be a really good tackling team. That's going to be really important, too. you got to run to the football, all those little things like that. And I think the biggest thing is it possession downs. How, how well do you play in possession downs, You know, whether it's on offense or defense? If it's third and seven defensively, you've got to get off the field. you got to find ways to flip and play the complementary football that they're always talking about. I think that's going to be uh, – I think third downs are going to be maybe as big as anything because you're in a lot of close games – it's a player two here or there that determined that two and five record a year ago in those games. If you go five and two this year, that's going to be a heck of a successful season. I agree. And that's what makes me so excited about the season is because of those close games last year. You know, it's almost like everyone discarded Iowa State. Like, oh, they're seven, just disappointing. They won seven games. They're not in this anymore. And I couldn't disagree more. I think there was not a field that we were on last year where we were outmanned or outmatched or, you know, out talented. I felt comfortable in every game that we could win the game because of our ability this year for me, it's special teams. I think the special teams, it has been every year, but even more than ever, you know, that Iowa game, I look back, that punter won the game, their punter beat us. And he was unbelievable Mm -hmm. on flipping the field. And then you look at what happened down at Texas tech on a 62 yard field goal and just giving him the opportunity to even hit that field goal. And we got beat on, on that and that special team. So, I want to win special teams. And we've also uh, coached Bono, who they brought in this year, to run special teams. I actually played for him in Jacksonville. He was my special teams coordinator when I played for Jacksonville. So I do know about him. He This is all he's ever done in the NFL and in NCAA. So there is a focus on special teams at a higher level. I believe it's the key to the entire season is how we can perform on special teams and, and like I said, flip the field on our on our opponents. I feel like it's been flipped on us enough. But I think this year we have to – we have to win special teams, not just kicking. Mevis was great, but I mean flipping the field and on whether that's on punt returns or punting. You know, instead of a 30-yard punt, we need to get 40 to 45 net punt. And that does make a big difference whether someone can line up for a 62-yard field goal or not. You know, is, is mm-hmm. how, how you net out on punt game and on any other time special teams where we're gaining those kind of yards in the past too. Yeah, those hitting yards really add up over the course of the game. They do. They do, guys. Uh, can't wait for Saturday. We will look forward to seeing you at sunny and beautiful Jack Trice Stadium. Uh, can't wait. Go Cyclones. Absolutely. Go Cyclones. Looking forward to it. Today's sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.